Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And today, sitting next to me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. Um, today, we're going to talk about, again, the shady side of computing. Yes, it it seems we talk about this a lot. It turns out that well, it's more interesting. Has a pretty big shady side. <laughs> well, you know, okay. Well, let's look at it this way. We could talk about the all the easy stuff, and then we go, "Hey, everything's working normally." Well, that's got it for today. Yeah, it's true. That's a pretty short podcast. It's a very short podcast. So we're going to talk – we talked once before about computer viruses. Actually, a couple times before we've talked about computer viruses. And uh, today we wanted to talk about a specific uh, pair of Trojans that recently attacked a, uh, a, a computing system that for a very long time was seen as practically unassailable. That's true. We're talking about the Macintosh. And um – Honestly, you might be surprised to know this, but the very, very first virus uh, was written by somebody named Rich Screnta, and he actually created this as a practical joke when he was in the ninth grade for his Apple II computer lab at school. 
And it was just a very simple thing that every once in a while I'd put up a message on the, when the computer would boot up saying essentially, this is a virus. I mean, I could read the whole thing, but, um, just kind of a, a novelty thing. He, he did it to test the theory that it could be done. And now viruses are more than 25 years old, but they have gotten significantly more malicious. Right. Yeah. There, there, there are still viruses that are just jokes. You know, there are still viruses that go around where all it is is just something that messes with you and makes you think you're going crazy because your computer's not acting right. Um, but, those are, you know, those are annoying, but those aren't the ones that make the news. The ones that make the news are the ones, of course, that cause billions and billions of dollars worth of damages when people and corporations, when their systems just completely crash and no one communicates with anyone else. That's true. But, and there are a couple of things we need to point out before sure. we get in, in deep. We need to point out that you were mentioning that we were going to discuss two Trojans. And we should point out the difference in a Trojan and a virus, I yes. think. Um, the virus is a, a self-replicating program. Um, it um, basically will copy, for example, it will copy information from your address book. It will send itself to other people in your email message saying, hey, you need to open this file. It's urgent. And when you do, you load it into your computer, which then, you know, propagates and, so and continues and so to do this. Right. A Trojan doesn't replicate by itself. Right. Um, it's something that maybe somebody would say, do you have any viruses on your computer? Download this and find out now. And you download it and you install it. And lo and behold, it's not a virus protection program. It is indeed a Trojan horse. And it gets in and uh, messes with your computer. Both are kinds of malware, which right. are, you know, mal being bad, and, dangerous software. And, of course, it's called a Trojan after the Trojan horse, uh, right. which, you know, we all have heard of. It You know, the, lots of soldiers hid inside the Trojan horse. It was pulled into Troy. They all popped out. And then they started causing a ruckus, as soldiers are wont to do. Now, the Trojans on your computer, same sort of thing. Uh, hopefully, they're not on your computer. But the Trojans that could be on your computer, it's the same sort of thing. It's a uh, a packet that has inside it something nasty. And it can be a virus. So a Trojan can deliver a virus, which could then self-replicate. Or it could be something else. And one of the more uh, prevalent Trojan attacks, or at least one of the ones that that gets the most news are the kind that set up uh, botnets. And these are programs that Trojans, these Trojans carry programs that give a remote user access to the core of your computer. So suddenly someone somewhere else, possibly on the other side of the world, can make your computer do things and if they're clever enough, they can make them do things, make your computer do things, and you don't, you're not even aware that your computer is acting abnormally. Well, if you were, then they could do something about it, or at least and stop yeah. it. Yeah, at least turn your computer off if That's nothing true. else. That's true. But uh, but yeah, if if they're clever, and the reason why I say if is a lot of these programs tend to be propagated by people who themselves are not great programmers. They tend to grab script from other websites and use them, and they're called script kitties. Um, but let's get to the specifics of the Mac Trojans that we wanted to talk about. Now, for a very long time, Macs have been seen as sort of, uh, much more safe than PCs, right? They're, they're seen as, you know, people are very proud. They'll say, I don't have to worry about viruses. I use a Mac. That's true. Um, this is a, a principle which is, it has a, uh, at least a rhyming name, security yeah. through obscurity. Right. Basically, why bother writing viruses for the Mac crowd? Because yeah, there are only 10 or so of them out there, right? Yeah. So they don't even bother. And and on top of that, the Mac operating system and, and hardware is a closed system. 
it's not like PCs where you can, you know, you can get a circuit board from one place and you can get memory from another place. Macs are an all-in-one package that you get from Apple and you can upgrade and everything, but for the most part, it's a closed system. So again, security through obscurity. It's not something that is widely understood. Not people don't, don't sit there and do a lot of Mac hacks. I mean, there are people who do them, but they're fewer than the PC hacks. That's true. That's true. Um, and for a long time that, that people in the Mac crowd have sort of speaking as someone who is a Mac user more often than not, um, you know, we're sort of under that, uh, mindset. We're saying, Hey, I don't really need to spend $75 on a piece of antivirus software because my computer's safe. Right. Um, and Apple explains that, you know, they think that their system is safe. They're not really particularly concerned about it, except, uh, not too long ago, a few months ago, they actually had a page up on their website and everybody took notice of the fact that they were saying, well, maybe you should install some antivirus software. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Right. The, which kind of deviates from there. Well, the OS 10 operating system is a very secure system. You don't really need to worry about viruses. It's a selling point. It's a marketing point for them to, uh, to say how secure it is. Right. And I think this is sort of the price of popularity. Um, Mac sales, uh, increased significantly over 2008 before the, the economic downturn, which affected all computer sales. But and they're up uh, to a uh, 10% of market share now. Right. So, and that's significant. So now that there are more Mac users out there, there's more of an incentive for someone who wants to create malware to create it for the Mac because now they have a significant population they can affect. Now, before, if you were like, well, if 99 people have PCs and one person has a Mac, it makes more sense for me to program something for the 99 people because I'm going to get more hits that way. But if the population of computer users gets high enough, then it totally makes sense. Okay, well, now I'm going to switch gears because these people, not only are there more of them, but they have been lulled into a false sense of security, and I can take advantage of that. That's true. That's true. Now, the the Trojans that hit in January of 2009 that affect Macs affect a very specific subset of Mac users, and I like to call them the naughty ones. <laughs> So in other words, right now, yeah. if using a Mac is still very safe, I should, I'm going to go out and say it right now. Using a Mac, if you're using a Mac and you're being a law abiding, um, you know, upstanding citizen on the web, then you're going to be pretty safe using a Mac. But if you're a filthy, dirty pirate, yar, and you're <laughs> trying to steal uh, software for the Mac, you might be in for a nasty surprise. That's true. Um, it all started with a suite of software that uh, those of you who are not Mac users uh, may not be familiar with. It's called iWork. Yes. Um, it's a collection. It's it's not really a, a, a Microsoft Office killer, but there are three applications that are part of the suite. Um, Pages, which is a you know word processing program. Uh, Keynote, which is a presentation program. And Numbers, which is a spreadsheet program. And uh, oddly enough, these are very much like three of the major applications in Office. But right. um, uh, there was a pirated version going around, a, a broken version that people were starting to download. And uh, it contained more than just a copy of iWork. It also contained a Trojan horse. Right. And so this was propagated along or, or spread along BitTorrent. So people using BitTorrent to download uh, a pirated copy of iWork – um, received a Trojan that installed as part of the iWork services uh, installation process. 
And uh, it gave someone, no one's really sure who at this point, as when we're recording this, uh, root access to the the victimized computer. And um, that's that's a bad thing. That's what you can build a botnet or a zombie computer army out of, are, are these computers that have a compromised root access uh, system. It means that someone else can then sort of fiddle with your computer and make it do things like um, distributed denial of service attacks or spreading spam, that kind of thing. That's sort of what most zombie computer uh, armies are are used for. Yep. The uh, the name of this one actually is uh, os10.trojan.iservices.a. Catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they all are. They have these fancy names. And it uh, also depends on which uh, which antivirus authority you're talking to, because at least on the PC side, usually each one has its own name for the each virus. So that's that makes true. things even more confusing. But in this case, yes. Yep. And uh, it's known to bury parts of itself very deep in the system. Um, as a matter of fact, the experts say that if you've got this on there, on your machine, it, it's probably best to do a clean installation uh, of your operating system and just format your hard drive again. Um, again, Back up your computer. Right. Yes. It's always important. We say it over and over and you think we're joking. We're not joking. Not that I do it myself. I'm guilty of not doing it. I have uh, been known to go a long time between yeah. backups and it has. It's painful it, when I, something like this happens. in the past. Oh, yeah. I've, I've become legendary in the office for having some hissy fits when I've had problems with my computer. Yep. Yep. Manly hissy fits, I should add. Uh, if you say so. Okay. Um. And then, you know, th- this happened, uh, I guess technically it was late 2008 when it started to show up, but you know, it was the holidays, so we waited to be worried about it until the new year. And well, then, yeah, the uh, whole, the whole iWork 09 didn't even really come out until, um, Macworld. That's true, but, so which Mac- was immediately after right, the new year. Right, so, yeah. Exactly. Um, but there was a variant, uh, that showed up. Not yes, too long B. afterward. Yep. I just call it B. Just call it B. Yeah. Well, it's the Arthur? blah, 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 B instead of A. Okay. I mean, I don't have it written down in front. I'll of me, let you so. get away with that. Okay, it's, it's, you're right. So, so this is a, a second Trojan, very similar to the first one, um, but this one was attached to pirated versions of Adobe Photoshop CS4 for Apple. So, again, a, a an illegal uh, application and a pirated application. It's is the one that's carrying this Trojan. If you went out and you bought a copy of Adobe Photoshop CS4, you're fine. I mean, that's. That's a legitimate copy. It's not carrying anything dangerous. It's only for the people who are saying, hey, I want this, but I don't want to shell out the you know several hundred dollars it's going to cost me to buy this program. So I'm just going to steal it. Well, they're the ones who are paying the price right now because they're the ones who had their computers infected. So uh, if you were a, a Mac user, the first and most important thing you should know about all this is you're not completely immune from viruses. There's right. there, you know, no operating system. Even an Apple spokesperson said this. No operating system is 100 percent safe. There, There's always some vulnerability. And, you know, of course, the manufacturers, the software manufacturers, Microsoft is famous for patching on regular intervals. Um, and uh, Apple does, sends out intervals, interval patches, too. Um, the thing is, you know, you need to be aware that it can happen and investing in antivirus software isn't really a bad idea. Yeah, it's expensive and there's not a lot of, uh, of free antivirus software. Um, 
I would be wary, especially of downloading anything that has a pop-up window. Yeah, that's a bad sign. Yeah. But, uh, you know, of course, Norton, Symantec makes, makes a Norton antivirus for Macintosh and, uh, Intego, which also does, uh, is the, the organization that finds a lot of the Mac viruses and issues alerts, um, offers its virus barrier. And both of them offer a dual platform, uh, version of the software because some people who are using Intel based Macintoshes are running both Windows and Macintosh operating systems on their machines. Yeah. That's called using a, creating a virtual machine. Yep, yep, or a, a, a dual boot. Right, dual boot. So uh, either way. Another term for it. Um, but yeah, so, we should, I, Intego actually said that in, in January that at least 20,000 people had downloaded that iWork 09 uh, installer. So that's 20,000 people who had their computers uh, infected by a Trojan. And that's just the iWork one. That's not including the Photoshop one. I don't have any uh any figures on that. No, so. I didn't I didn't see any fresh numbers yeah. on that. That was actually fairly close to when we uh when we are recording the podcast right. now. So uh no hard numbers there. Right. Um it is there's also a possibility too that you can um run afoul of some malicious websites and um some of the runtime operating systems, you know, that are cross platform, you know, if there is a virus that operates on them, you can uh you could possibly have some problems with that too. So uh, yeah. always good to be very conscious of what you do, no matter what operating system you're on. Now, sad if, to say, if your computer has been compromised, let's say that you are a fine, upstanding person, but your little brother decided he wanted a copy of iWork for some reason. Perhaps he's starting a new lemonade stand and he needs to have a spreadsheet tracking all his sales, or um, a nice presentation. And but, I, but of course, you know, you didn't download it. Of course not. We would never suggest such a thing. But let's say that your computer gets affected by it. You can find a Trojan removal tool uh, supplied by Secure Mac if you if you need that service. If if you know that your computer's been compromised, um, I recommend that you get this Trojan removal tool so that you can take take care of that problem. Because the longer you leave it, the more likely your computer will be used in some really nasty you know, denial of service attack or spam attack or whatever. I mean, for all we know, the person who designed this Trojan did so just to prove a point. We don't know that there was any malicious intent, but we don't know that there's not either. That's that's true. It's almost like that uh, the virus I mentioned earlier, the Elk Cloner, which was the very very first thing. It was sort of a uh, proof of concept thing, and and in this case, a practical joke than an actual problem. But, uh, you right. know, you'll notice if your computer is starting to run more slowly, um, if you're having trouble, you know, with the general operations, if stuff just doesn't work the way it did, um, you might have reason to uh, to believe that there is a, uh, a evil entity lurking within your hard drive. Right. If you look and see that there's a, there are a lot of packets going across your home network and yet nothing is <laughs> hmm. downloading at the moment, that's yeah. a good indication something's going on. Yeah. You know, my favorite, uh, my favorite Mac virus of all time has to be the, uh, the honor system virus. Um, the one that basically went around saying, well, you know, we're not going to write a virus for your Macintosh. Please delete your entire hard drive and forward this to all your friends. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so this is a good you – know, we, we've pretty much kind of drawn the line between hackers who might show you that it's possible to create a virus in, in order to boost security. Um, hackers often will do that. They'll, they'll find security flaws and they'll publicize them in the hopes that someone will address those flaws and fix it, whereas crackers are the kind of hackers who will exploit it for their own, you know, means – that's true. And they're also tasty with soup. They are. 
That's, that's all a I good. Have. That's a good stopping point. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, before we go, I thought it would be nice if we gave a shout out to a sister podcast of ours. It's brand new. It just started uh, publishing um, in February, really, and it's called Stuff Mom Never Told You. And it's uh, sort of a you know a feminine perspective on various articles that appear on our site, and I highly recommend it um, in a masculine way. <laughs> Excellent! Yay! Excellent. All right. And if you want to learn more about computer viruses and computer topics in general, you can check out dozens of articles that we have live right now at HowStuffWorks.com, and we'll talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.